0: welcome brothers and sisters to season two of twisted perspective we here at twisted want to tell you our listeners thank you guys you guys made season one a tremendously wonderful success in our first six months we reached well over one thousand downloads our scrambled dozen prayer team has been busy they received many prayer requests we've received tremendous testimonies of god working some pretty miraculous healings we've also received testimonies of God making some supernatural financial provision, as well as some testimonies of relationships being restored. Glory to God! So we here at Twisted would like to say thank you guys and may God abundantly bless you and your families for your continued and faithful support of this amazing ministry that the Lord is using to touch many lives in some pretty incredible ways. Without you guys, there is no Twisted Perspectives. So what do you say? Are you ready to kick off season two of Twisted Perspectives? Are you ready for me to twist your perspective? (laughs) We're coming to you from the hills of Cherokee County, Oklahoma. I am your twisted host from Blood of the Lamb Ministries, Jody Coward. Welcome, brothers and sisters. Welcome today. Hey, thank you guys so much for joining us. I want to just jump right into today's portion of our remodeling journey. But before we do, I wonder if you would consider doing something for me. I want you to think about this just for a moment. Would you ever consider remodeling your house to accommodate Jesus? Yeah, I already know. I'm a little bit twisted. But seriously, I ask you that because I realized that God had remodeled his house for us. And right about here, you're probably thinking, Jody? Jody? Boy, now I know you done really lost it. God didn't remodel his house for us. (laughs) Oh, yes, he did. When Jesus was crucified, God ripped the veil that was in the temple. That veil separated a holy God from sinful man. Think about it this way. God tore down the wall of his very own throne room. That's what allows us access to Papa God that and the blood of Jesus. Now there is absolutely nothing that separates you from God. The Bible even says in Ephesians 2.14 that Jesus has broken down the middle wall of separation. And as a former remodeling contractor for over 13 years and in the construction business for a total of 18 years, I can tell you that when somebody is wanting a wall torn down, that's a remodel. So if Jesus tore down the middle wall of separation, that's a remodel. So please think about what I asked you. If you would do a remodel to accommodate Jesus. Now, as I stated previously, I believe that we can learn much from this Shunammite woman. When we make room for God, well, that will make room for God to visit. By making room for Papa God to visit, well, that could very well lead us to a place of a habitation for the living God of Israel. Please, you do understand that I'm not talking about a physical room. I'm talking about the room of your heart. Ladies and gentlemen, I want so bad for you to know this. I want to be so full of God. And matter of fact, it's my prayer for every one of us is that we are so full of God that if a mosquito bites us, that thing is going to start singing, there's power in the blood of Jesus. (laughs) Amen? No, now seriously, seriously. When the day of trouble came for the woman in our story, and make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, that day comes to all of us, as you're probably very well aware. This woman's preparations took her from a visitation, a visitation of a holy man of God, And she never realized that her preparations were going to lead her to a holy habitation and an intervention of the spirit of the living God. Our story continues in 2 Kings 4, verse 17. This notable woman indeed did give birth to a son, just as Elisha said she would. To me, this young boy's story is very similar to that of Jesus. In the aspect that the Bible doesn't say much about either one of them when they're children, other than they grew. We are not told how old he is, but eventually this boy is old enough that he walks out to where his dad and the servants are working out in the harvest field. And suddenly the boy develops a bad headache, and his father instructed the servant to take his boy back to his mama. The servant obeys and carries the boy to his mother. The boy lays on his mama's lap, and the Bible says that the boy died around noon. Do you see this? Do you see what just happened here? This is a promised son. This is the manifested promise that God gave this woman. And now this promise lays dead on her lap. Can you imagine how devastated this lady must have been? Have you ever had a promise of God die on you? I know it's devastating. It happened to me. I totally understand. This woman had to have been devastated. But get this, guys. She didn't sit around crying. She didn't sit around crying. Woe is me. It always happens to me. Why is it always me, God? Why this and why that and when God, when and why God, why? No, 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 no. Check out what this lady does. She tells her husband to instruct a servant to bring her a donkey and to carry her to see Elisha. The husband, of course, tries his best to talk the woman out of doing this and he gives her every reason in the world why she shouldn't. But she is determined to get to the presence of God. I say presence of God because this is the Old Testament and the Spirit of God only rested upon the prophets and at different times upon other people. But as New Testament born-again believers, the Holy Spirit lives in every single one of us. The Holy Spirit is that same Spirit, the Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead. Okay, now back to Our Lady. She's headed on a donkey to Mount Carmel. She tells this servant, don't you stop and don't you slow down, not until you get me to Elisha. Elisha suddenly discerns that the woman is coming to her, and he tells his servant Gehazi, go out and meet the woman and see if everything is all right with her. Gehazi reaches the woman, and as instructed, he says, is everything okay? And the woman responded by saying, all is well. All is well? Are you kidding me? All is well. Let's see here. This woman just lost a child. The child that was promised to her by God. Her husband wasn't going to allow her to make this trip. The trip itself was about 18 and a half miles. From Shunem to Mount Carmel, it was about 18 and a half miles. And she made the trip on the back of a donkey. That ride would have taken her approximately eight to nine hours. And all is well? Really? Is this woman lying? Sounds to me like she is. All is well. Or, is there something here that we can learn? Just a little background. Shunem was a Jewish community, and it was made up of the children of the tribe of Issachar. So, being Jewish, it's safe to assume that this woman was probably very well schooled in the books of Moses and the scrolls of the prophets. It very well could be that this woman knew the promises of God written in the books and in the scrolls. Again, this is just my assumption. The Bible does not specifically say this. It's only assumption on my part. But you have to admit that something, something had to definitely light a fire under this woman. And she knew that she just had to get to the presence of God. Sad to say, but this woman's attitude does not necessarily reflect the attitude of some Christians today. Today, most Christians' attitude when faced with a problem or circumstance, more often than not, this is what they do. They post their problem on their social media sites, and they let the world know about all the issues that they're facing. Hey, don't misunderstand me. I totally understand that some of these quote-unquote friends might see the issue, and they might start praying. I do get that. I'm not against social media. Please don't misunderstand me here. I have a Facebook page, Jody Coward's Twisted Perspective. But I don't post my problems on there. I talk about Jesus on there. So please don't misunderstand me. I'm not against social media. This woman could have pretty much done the same thing. She could have told her husband and all the people of Shunem about her promise that just died. But she didn't do that. The lesson from her is this. When we're facing problems in our life, we need to not allow anything or anybody stop us from pursuing Jesus. Some people will give you every reason in the world not to pursue the presence of the King, but we must not allow them to deter our pursuit of Jesus. He is the only one who can help us. I do want to throw this little story in here. Back in 2000, the Lord asked me to leave my job, a job that I was working at for a bank of Tulsa. And I left without a, a moment's notice, and I resigned. My dad, my wife, and several other people I know tried to tell me things like, you're losing your mind. God didn't call you to the ministry. You're losing your mind. What are you going to do? How are you going to feed your family? How are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? They gave me every reason in the world why I shouldn't do what I knew that God was calling me to do. He was calling me into the ministry. But what I learned through that experience was that our obedience oftentimes is a lesson for other people that God works through us And I will say this about it. My dad eventually learned that God indeed had a call put on my life. He threatened to disown me, all because I wanted to chase after God. My wife thought I lost my mind. Uh, She told me many years later that she, in fact, thought about leaving. And one time she even packed her bags, but she never did leave. So I want to encourage you today. If you found yourself in a position you need a touch from God ladies and gentlemen don't post your problems out for the world learn from this Shunammite woman and seek out God's presence seek his presence not his hand not his blessing just seek him and here's why I say that God helped so many people by my obedience 23 years ago he helped my dad he helped Some other people that I came in contact with over the next couple of years helped them immensely, actually. Uh, He helped my wife. My wife grew to trust him. Uh, In fact, the only person who really thought that I hadn't lost my mind was my daughter. So I'm just begging you, turn that need into an altar and seek out him. And here's why I say all that, from a kingdom mindset. When the king shows up, He brings his power and his authority with him. The king has the power to make it happen, but he also has the authority to have it done. And perhaps you've had a God-given dream die on you. Perhaps you've lost hope and given up on God. I know there are times in my walk with God where I've lost hope and just about give up on God. Perhaps you've had people tell you it's useless, just give up. Whatever your circumstances are, I want to encourage you to go after God like never before. And go after him before you tell everybody else about your problem. Chase after him like he's all you want and all you ever needed. And then watch your God and your king turn your situation around. Hallelujah to Jesus. Father, I thank you for my listeners. I thank you, Father, for the faithful supporters of this podcast. I thank you for all the people behind the scenes, Father, that make this thing possible. I thank you, Father, for setting upon everybody that hears this a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Jesus. A knowledge of who they are in Jesus and a knowledge of who Jesus is to them. I thank you, Father, for illuminating their minds and enlightening the eyes of their understanding of your word. Father, I give you praise, I give you glory. I thank you, Father, that you are a God who hears and answers our prayers. I thank you that in fact Jesus did tear down the middle wall of separation and now there is absolutely nothing standing in the way between you and I and between our listeners and you I thank you Father that your word says that if we believe that we receive it when we ask it we will have it And so Father on behalf of my listeners I believe that I receive it I believe that they receive it I believe that they they will come to a new level of glory a new level of revelation of you I thank you Father I give you praise and glory for you are the one and true living God You are the Holy One of Israel You are the God and Father of the Lord The Savior Jesus the Christ I thank you Father I praise you for who you are I worship you for who you are You are the mighty God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob You are the great I Am There were no gods ever before you And there will be none after you Hallelujah in Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. I want to say thank you again to Chaotic Resemblance. Hey, guys, thank you so much for allowing us to use your song, Jesus is King. I just learned recently that God has sending in these young men to Germany, I think in October. So please, guys, please pray for these young men. You may or may not like their song, I don't know. But it's not a matter of like It's a matter of these are brothers in Christ And God is sending them to a very dark corner of the earth In these last days And I'm asking you to say a special prayer Of protection over these young men Logan, James, and Travis Who make up chaotic resemblance from Proto, Oklahoma Guys, thank you again so much, brothers Hey, I want to give a big shout out to my producer, Ted Ackerman from Ted's Auto Repair Studio in Muskogee, Oklahoma. I want you to be sure to check out Ted's podcast. Also be sure to check out our Facebook page for Jody Coward. It's a daily twist for your perspective. Tune in next time. And you'll find out what you're going to learn next time. <laughs> Hallelujah to Jesus. I so dearly love you guys. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us today. We pray that today's discussion was a tremendous blessing to you. We want to say thank you to three amazing young men of God, Logan, James, and Travis, who are chaotic resemblance from Proto-Oklahoma. Thank you, guys, for allowing us to use your song. The name of that song is Jesus is King. You can learn more about these mighty men of God on Facebook, YouTube, Amazon, and Spotify. I want to give a big shout-out to my friend my brother, and my producer, Ted Ackerman. Ted, I greatly appreciate you, bro. Hey, guys, be sure to download our episodes, click our like button or the heart button, and share us with your friends and your family. Oh, oh, and hey, one more thing before we go. Please send us your prayer request or your comments at jodycoward59 at gmail.com. That's J-O-D-Y-C-O-W-A-R-D 59 at gmail.com. May God bless you and until next time remember Revelation 12:11 It says we overcome him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony Hallelujah to Jesus